Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and we're happy to have you back with us here on The Great America Show, where truth, justice, and the American way are essential to who we are and what we do. We're almost three weeks from Election Day. We have a pretty good idea of who won what in the midterms. We have a remarkably close divide in the Senate. If Herschel Walker wins in the December 6 runoff in Georgia, the Senate will be 50-50. In the House, it looks like the Republicans will have an eight-seat majority. It's all that close. And an unprecedented disruption worldwide as Amazon workers demanded better pay and working conditions walking off the job Friday in 40 countries, including the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, India. To put it all in perspective, one-third of all warehouse workers are employed by Amazon. In China, huge protests, riots, and clashes by workers at Foxconn under suffocating lockdown because of the latest wave of the COVID virus and a couple of the newest variants. It's hard to tell how severe the reprisals will be by the Communist Chinese Party. The majority in the Chinese Communist government is 100%, so that makes their politics a little simpler than ours, doesn't it? What she says is what goes, period. The People's Republic of China is, of course, communist, totalitarian, and their dear leader has put in place a zero-tolerance policy for the entire nation of 1.4 billion people. And the COVID menace is apparently sweeping the country now. Even parts of the capital city of Beijing are in lockdown once again, leading to more suppression. And there is no other way under their communist government. But communism could be the role model for the entire globe, says the World Economic Forum's founder, Klaus Schwab, the ultimate Davos man. He's pushing a reset for capitalism, but he's also embracing communism declaring China is the role model for many countries as what he calls the global community is driving a systemic transformation of the world. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Breitbart reporting Klaus Schwab told the elites at G20 that, quote, we have to construct the world of tomorrow, end quote. Sounds like the globalist elites are just thrilled with the idea of communism, China style. We know it doesn't make much difference to President Biden and his family. They've been taking money from their Chinese business partners connected to the CCP for years. And that is now under investigation by the House Oversight and House Judiciary Committees. Our guest today is the ranking member of the House Oversight Committee. He is soon to be chairman of the committee come January 3rd. Congressman James Comer, good of you to be with us here, Congressman. You've held press conferences announcing your investigation. You've done a number of interviews. I'm impressed that the national corporate media has actually reported on your press conferences and your intentions. You've served notice on the Bidens and the media. Your thoughts now, if you will, about the investigation you'll be heading after January 3rd. Well, I'm pleased that... Uh... The mainstream media picked up our press conference as well as they did. Obviously, uh, we laid out the reasoning why 
we're moving forward with an investigation of Joe Biden. We showed overwhelming evidence where he's lied to the American public about not just his knowledge of Hunter's shady business dealings, but also his direct involvement with Hunter's shady business dealings. So we believe, uh, as we've said all along, Hunter Biden's a national security risk, and we believe that uh, we need to determine whether or not this White House is compromised because of the millions of dollars that uh, the Biden family's received from China, Ukraine, and and Russia, and that's what we did. Ironically, Lou, the White House, I'm sure this surprises you, right after that press conference, started attacking Jim Jordan and me and, and our character. And uh, remember, forever they said that laptop wasn't, a, wasn't real. And then when it was proven it was real, after our press conference, they said, well, the stuff you know, about Hunter might be true, but anything that would implicate Joe Biden, that was fake. That was a folder that had been added. And then yesterday, they the White House got a, a the shock of their life when CBS News came out and verified after a forensic audit that uh, what we have is 100% original, accurate, and has not been tampered with. <laughs> I have to say, I my head spins some days at what the uh, the left-wing media in this country, the corporate left-wing media, because everybody listening to us uh, should remember, th- this is corporate America's voice speaking right. through these media outlets. Uh, and that tells you how far the, the, the corporate, corporate America has come. They're anti-conservative. Right. They're anti-traditional. They're anti-institution. They're, they're, uh, they are operating... As a, frankly, I think not the fourth estate, but more like a fifth column in this country. What do you think, sir? What do you think? Uh, You know, I've been a low level member of Congress for for six years, and I've observed things that I thought were uh, slightly biased or whatever. But until Thursday, when we flipped the house and it became apparent that I was going to be leading the major investigation of the Biden administration uh, with subpoena power as chairman of the committee, I did not realize, Lou, how grossly biased and and to what lengths the mainstream media will go to cover up scandal, to cover up uh, conflicts of interest, and to just pretty much regurgitate the worst talking points that the Democrat National Committee uh, would send them. I can believe that uh, the Democrat National Committee was communicating with social media companies, telling them what to suppress and, and what not to suppress. When I saw the mainstream media copy and paste everything they said about me uh, on the, you know, on their reporting about the investigation. You know, they said things like, well, this is the first thing the Republicans rolled out. That is that is just not true. On Tuesday, when we met and voted for our leadership, that was when Biggs and McCarthy ran against each other and Scalise was elected without opposition. And, you know, you, you went on down the line. Right after that election, those members in leadership walked out and had a press conference on Tuesday. They talked about their agenda. They talked about reducing inflation and and securing the border and you know rescinding the IRS eighty seven thousand IRS agents. They they went down that whole commitment to America list at the campaign. Then on Wednesday, some of the committees had press conferences and issued press releases talking about their agenda. Then on Thursday, Jim Jordan and I had a, a press conference to talk about 
the Biden investigation and his investigation of the FBI and DOJ. Well, the media then starts saying, well, that's the first press conference the Republicans had, and this is what they lead off on. It it wasn't. It was it was probably the fifth or sixth press conference. But again, we campaigned on holding this administration accountable. Yes, we campaign on reducing inflation, and the best way to reduce inflation is just stop the ridiculous spending in Washington. but we also campaign on holding this administration accountable. So the media is just uh, has been really unfair just in the first four or five days of announcing our investigation. But uh, you know what? We're going to try to win the battle with facts. Well, I, and I know you're going to win uh, more than uh, more battles than have ever been uh, engaged uh, on this uh, on Capitol Hill for a long time. Uh, I'm, you know, first I just want to say, you know, how grateful that we all are uh, to you and to Congressman Jordan for taking the lead uh, in getting to the truth. Uh, I also want to take up your point you made and just give an example: uh, the, the announcement of a special counsel uh, last Friday by Merrick Garland, the Attorney General. As they went through that, they acknowledged that there was no, you know, that John Smith will not be there because he had had a serious uh, accident with his bicycle. And then we found out, you know, as we sit there sort of scratching our heads, it had to be a heck of a bicycle accident not to right. be there. And then they not once mentioned uh, anyone, any president that he had worked for. Uh, and he right. started working for uh, Bill Clinton, just so everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, then it was Barack Obama. Uh, and now it is Joe Biden. And then... Lo and behold, we go back to 2010, the year of the Tea Party, uh, and there is John Smith meeting with Lois Lerner to inquire about the powers and possibilities of holding accountable conservative groups for seeking tax-exempt status. Uh, And then we go forward to Bob uh, 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 McConnell in, uh, in Virginia. Uh, prosecuting him, a Republican uh, running for the the, the presidency. Uh, they shot him down, and the Supreme Court reverses it. The list goes on. This man, Jack Smith, just so everybody knows, clear as it can be, I'm telling you, is a left-wing activist. He is nothing more than a Marxist dim doing exactly the bidding of the power structure of the Democrat Party. Uh, and do you think I'm way off? No, I think you uh, said it very well, Lou, and Jim said it. Uh, we were on uh, Fox Sunday morning on Maria Bartiroma's show, and he outlined uh, all those past work experiences that he had. Uh, I didn't realize that. I didn't know who he was. I'm, I'm glad Jordan said on, on top of this. But, you know, they announced that special counsel on Friday, Thursday, when Jim Jordan and I had that press conference. Obviously, he's focused on the DOJ and FBI abuses, and and he he made the statement. He said, I just wish the DOJ would stay out of elections. And the very next day, they announced a special counsel on the the first Republican to file for president in the 2024 election, Donald Trump. So, you know, it's just uh, this politicization of the DOJ and FBI just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. The deep state continues to uh, try to grow and expand uh, at a time when there's finally going to be 
a mechanism in place in the House of Representatives to try to, you know, hold this deep state accountable and, and try to pass reforms. I mean, they, you know, I'm very disappointed that we, we didn't get the Senate. But uh, at the very least, we can still conduct meaningful, credible investigations and do everything in our ability to set the stage on trying to uh, educate the public on the wrongdoing of these bureaucracies, uh, as well as this administration. And and hopefully, in the end, uh, we're going to be able to get new people in places in uh, in these government bureaucracies that have been taken over by left-wing bureaucrats that are unaccountable to anyone and and have absolutely no transparency and and hopefully we can pass some laws to where this never happens again i don't know if if you'll ever be able to pass a law because the the democrat party is a different party than the republican Uh, the Mm -hmm. democrat party is phil is driven by uh, marxist ideology and marxist democrats uh, who indeed are committed to the destruction of uh, some of the basic institutions, whether it be uh, the Supreme Court of the United States. They've overwhelmed the the district court uh, system uh, with their appointments, and uh, this and, and President Biden is going full bore ahead. And in some cases, with Mitch McConnell's uh, not only uh, compliance, but assistance and complicity. This is a strange time for Republicans who think of themselves uh, as a party uh, to be dealing with a Democrat uh, organization that thinks of itself as uh, an activist organization. It's, uh, if not an outright, uh, well, uh, in my opinion, uh, it's an organization that means to destroy everything we think of as America. Uh, it, it's going to be an extraordinary, I think, uh, period in history as you guys move forward. Let let me turn, if I may, uh, Congressman, to what you think is the most important uh, issue, the most important focus that you're taking for the American people in these investigations that you're uh, preparing to launch? Well, another misstatement by the press was uh, they implied this was going to be our only investigation, this Biden uh, family influence peddling. Look, Lou, our staff will almost double. Uh, on the oversight committee, the Democrat staff will will be cut in half, so we just essentially get their extra uh, staff. I mean, we'll we'll hire our own staff, but their cap space, I guess you could call it, if you use an NFL term. Right. And we have the capacity and infrastructure to carry on around fifty major investigations. Uh, because wow. we're going to have a staff of about 70 people. I, my committee roster goes from 20 to 25. I'll have you know, 25 of the the most focused members of the House of Representatives who, you know, many in the Freedom Caucus who, who want to hold this administration accountable. And we're going to be able to have a lot of investigations. And, and let's just be honest, the Democrats didn't investigate anything with respect to the Trump administration. They didn't investigate all this COVID money that was going out the door. They didn't uh, investigate all of the unemployment insurance fraud that was taking place. They don't investigate any of this money that's been going to Ukraine. They didn't worry about all the equipment and uh, uh, people that were left behind in Afghanistan. You know, we've got to get answers. And they certainly didn't investigate the origination of COVID or any wrongdoing by Dr. Fauci or Dr. Collins. So we've got a lot of catching up to do 
Because for two years, the mainstream media and the Democrats in Congress have turned a blind eye to all this wrongdoing, all this wrong, this unnecessary, wasteful spending. So, you know, uh, we get a lot of press over the, the Biden investigation. We're obviously going to investigate Mayorkas. We announced that yesterday. Uh, we're going to we've got a lot of specific questions for Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins over what went on during COVID. But at the end of the day, I'm also very concerned about the, the billions of dollars that was wasted in the name of COVID. You know, you've got state and local governments that received hundreds of millions of dollars for COVID related expenses, and they didn't use any of that money for COVID. It was just more slush fund, more money for these blue cities and, and red ones, too. I mean, they took the money, too, and just, just spend it on whatever. I know uh, one of my counties took some money uh, from COVID, and, and they were trying to buy Little League uniforms for the for the baseball team. I mean, th- th- it's just it's a tragedy what's happened with our tax dollars over the last three years. I mean, it's always been bad, bad in Washington, but it's been special bad, Lou, the last three years. And somebody has got to investigate this and hold people accountable for wrongdoing, or they're going to continue to, to misspend and misappropriate our hard-earned tax dollars. I think that it's fair to say that one of the things you will find is that uh, all of it, not all of it, but nearly all of that money that was sloshing around in the swamp, much of it ended up in the pockets of uh, state, uh, I should say, in the uh, accounts of state budgets uh, in blue states uh, yep. that have been managed uh, by fools uh, and and criminals. I mean, it's just that straightforward. Uh, this, mm-hmm. And by the way, we've got, whether it's the uh, Inflation Reduction Act or whether it is these latest stimulus packages, all of that money is out there just waiting for people to pick up and take home. I'm, I yeah. think that that investigation uh, on the part of, of you and, and Congressman Jordan is going to be revelatory. I don't think people have any idea of how just horrific and and just large, uh, incomprehensibly large, the corruption is uh, in that uh, in that town. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's just mind boggling to think that, as you say, it's just mind boggling to think of right. what has taken place. Uh, right after the election, uh, CBS verified that Hunter Biden laptop, as you pointed out. Uh, how long do you think it's going to take to wake people up to the reality of what has occurred? Uh, in, in this administration, uh, what you've been talking about for some time now, uh, the, what is effectively a crime family uh, that is uh, connected to this president uh, and uh, to which he is uh, the patriarch. Well, kudos to CBS and Catherine Herridge, who, who's been working on this investigation for a long time. I mean, the White House was winded by what they came out with yesterday. Because remember, Lou, as I said earlier, they spent two years saying that's not Hunter Biden's laptop when they knew darn well it was. They just lied to the American people, and the mainstream media took it hook, line, and sinker. And not only did they say, of course it's not Hunter Biden's laptop, they attacked any Republican like me or Jim Jordan who would suggest it was. Well, then when it became apparent that it was the laptop, then they said, well, you know, some of that stuff's 
True, but the stuff implicating Joe Biden and receiving direct benefits from these shady business deals, that stuff was put in there by Republicans. That, that, that is not original. It's been tampered with. Well, what CBS knew, and, and after my press conference, they doubled down on that. The White House said that uh, anything that I have has been tampered with. They have added to it Republican conspiracy conspiracy theorists. That's what they said. Well, then CBS News comes out with this yesterday. The White House, all you're hearing is crickets. They're not even talking about it now. And and I can't tell you how important that was to my investigation because, you know, they were going to say the whole time, the White House was going to say, the Democrat National Committee, oh, these are uh, conspiracy theorists. This is this is not true. That is absolutely not true. They have stuck that in there to try to embarrass the president. You know, kind of like what Adam Schiff did with the Steele dossier and all the Russian disinformation. That's what they were. They were accusing me of being a Republican version of Adam Schiff without saying it. But then CBS <laughs> came out with that, and that is, I mean, that for for. 24 hours since that story has come out, I have not had one media outlet, uh, you know, one mainstream media outlet say anything negative about the investigation. They've moved on. So, you know, know, that's good. It's very good. And you know what's really uh, tells you how they're what we used to say in Texas, lower than a snake's belly. Uh, That's that's CBS News. Uh, That is CBS corporate. Uh, That is most of the outlets, nearly all of the corporate outlets in the country. Uh, Because, you know, it was just uh, in March of this year that the New New York Times and Washington Post finally acknowledged that it was the real deal. So I don't see why we should give too many accolades to CBS News for being eight months behind the Post and the Times. Uh, Nor should we be too thrilled with the Times and the Post for being a year and a half behind the actual incident in October of uh, 2020. Uh, This is a crime against the country, uh, and it's a crime that, uh, if not, was in part perpetrated uh, by the national corporate uh, media, uh, as well as uh, Silicon uh, Valley big tech and social media, along with the FBI and Justice Department. What the country is going to learn here, uh, I think, is going to be just fascinating. I, 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 and I just, again, want to salute you and, and thank you for proceeding with it. Uh, by the way, I understand that you believe that Hunter's artwork may not have been a good faith effort at uh, higher artistry and, uh, in fact, had a commercial interest selling it to the Chinese. Give, tell us about that. Well, I didn't talk about that in the press conference because I was waiting for a question where the, some media reporter uh, would defend Biden saying, well, this may be true, but none of this happened while Joe Biden was president, at which point I was going to come back with, well, actually, there was a little incident that happened when Joe Biden was president. That was when his son uh, took up artwork and sold uh, at least three paintings. For anywhere between uh, 75000 and half a million dollars to who we are pretty darn certain uh, was a buyer in China. So uh, that's a problem, and that obviously is a, if you study what China's doing the, to try to infiltrate the United States, uh, they're using the art world as a mechanism for money laundering. And remember, one of the things the Delaware 
U.S. attorney has always investigated Hunter Biden for, in addition to tax evasion, has been money laundering. And that's what I'm pretty certain several of those bank violations pertain to money laundering. So the uh, there's a problem with the fact that Hunter Biden is not an artist. No one is going to even admit that uh, you know, Hunter Biden starts start doing some painting, and then voila, he's the highest paid modern American artist in the history of the United States. I mean, give me a break. And this art gallery owner popped off at the mouth when he first got that, that, you know, he he was selling all this artwork to China. He's now the, he's going to be the U.S. Uh, liaison to uh, for China for the art world. Uh, and, uh, you know, now the White House met with him, and he's, he's not talking. He's, he's hush, he's zip. And Hunter, to my knowledge, hasn't picked up a paintbrush since then. So, you know, there there's some problems while Joe Biden was president with some of the influence peddling that, that Hunter Biden's done. So, you know, their last resort, they keep backing up. You know, they, they, they started out the laptop wasn't real, that, uh, you know, the president had no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings. Now they're saying, well, the laptop may be real, uh, but uh, but it had been tampered with. Of course, CBS put that out. But then they've said, well, you know, Hunter may have done some things wrong, but Joe Biden certainly wasn't involved. In it. He didn't. He did not directly benefit from Hunter's business deals. And they keep moving the goalposts. They keep going backwards. And you know what they're going to try to say is, well, none of these deals happened while Joe Biden was president. Well, the artwork did happen while he was president. And does anyone in America believe that that artwork was purchased because it was superior artwork? It was purchased to gain favor with the Biden family because that's their business model, Luke. That's what they've done for over a decade. And it's not just Hunter Biden. It's the president's brothers as well. Yeah, it is a it is a crime family. That's pretty mm-hmm. pretty much the only uh, conclusion one can reach. You you mentioned money laundering several times, and now we're hearing the stories about FTX, the bankrupt uh, crypto uh, company, uh, that apparently was the at least the second highest donor uh, in this uh, cycle uh, to the uh, Democrats and to the Biden campaign. Uh, and now the story is that the money that was going to Ukraine was laundered through FTX and back to, well, you know, we can imagine who they went back to, but apparently a number of uh, Democrats right there in the D.C. swamp. What do you think of that? Are you going to well, investigate first of all, that? Well, the Financial Services Committee is better equipped to investigate the, the, crypt, the whole crypto world. Uh, honestly, Lou, that's been a hard one. I grew up watching you on uh, uh, Moneyline or whatever the, the show was on CNN. Right. Right. I, it, it's always, that has been the one financial issue that has been hard for me to comprehend this uh, this crypto. I feel better about it now because it looks like it was a, a, a pyramid scheme or something. But, but it, at any rate, what that what you just mentioned, the fact that he was the largest donor uh, to the Democrat Party, or the second largest donor, and that uh, Ukraine may have been uh, receiving funds through, uh, you know, the, the crypto world. Right. And then, of course, he's taking money back to the Democrat Party. That's the same thing that, that Donald Trump was asking Zelensky about 
on the phone with respect to Hunter Biden because Joe Biden was vice president of the United States in charge of how Ukraine was receiving foreign aid at the same time his son was getting $166,000 a month from Burisma. Uh, and, you know, were, was that a quid pro quo? You know, there, there was, there, Donald Trump had every right to ask that question about corruption. And that's one of the things, that was the first thing they had impeached him on. So we're going to be asking the same questions. Uh, we're not going to in, investigate the, the, the whole cryptocurrency. And, and, you know, speaking of that, it's funny, the Democrats want to regulate everything, but they never, they never came up with a plan to regulate cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or, or any of these uh, crypto companies. Is it because, uh, you know, they didn't want to be regulated, obviously, and they were donating a lot of money to the Democrats. So, you know, there, a lot of people lost a lot of money. Uh, the government was nowhere to be found. You know, governments, we don't want government to overregulate, but, you know, you have to have certain policies and, and rules and regulations in place to prevent bad actors. And what we look, what looks like here, we've had a bad actor with FTX, and obviously they were a major, major donor. And probably Absolutely. donated enough money for the Democrats to, to maintain control of the Senate. So that's certainly something that's going to be investigated in the House of Representatives, but probably more from the Financial Services Committee. Well, the Financial Services Committee is going to have a, I, I think, just a, uh, it's going to be a carnival to go through that. Uh, because there's one other part in this that you, you, you know, you're aware of. Uh, but didn't mention, and that is that the Biden administration wants to, to looking very seriously at creating a digital currency. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, uh, that's a really interesting idea because we happen to have the reserve currency if, uh, for right. this uh, entire world. Mm-hmm. We would be putting ourselves in real harm's way to, to be competing through a digital currency. And I, I was from the. And by the way, when you said you couldn't quite get to get your head around. Uh, <laughs> Cryptocurrency. That's because there's nothing there. Uh, right. Know, as, as a friend of mine used to say, you know, these con men, they can come up with all sorts of schemes and kind of complicate it. But usually it's at bottom. It's pretty simple. It's a con job. And, right. Uh, and that's what in this. It's just ridiculous. Uh, there's just no way in the world talking whether you're talking store of value, exchange values. Uh, it, it makes no sense, and, and people, right. are, unfortunately, are finding that out the hard way. But that's the way that always ends with something like this uh, bubbles up. I, I want to turn to, uh, if I may, uh, to uh, your focus on uh, Merrick Garland is of particular interest to me too, mm-hmm. uh, because he is behaving. Uh, as awful as I could imagine, Attorney General. This was a man we were going to have as a Supreme Court uh, justice right. if Barack Obama had had his way. Uh, this man is out of control. Uh, and is, is there going to be an effort here to speed up the investigations? Because it's Congress is, seems take seems to take longer even than the Department of Justice. And the Department of Justice is where truth goes to die. We seldom see the report. We don't have a report yet on the integrity of the election of 2020. We had an attorney general lying through his teeth, Bill Barr, when he said that they had had a, they'd investigated and found nothing. They didn't, they didn't look and they didn't find. And so what I'm asking is, is, is justice going to be swift here? Uh, uh, are we going to see you really power ahead? 
this is the top priority for Jim Jordan and the judiciary guys. I mean, this is, uh, you know, Garland walked into a cabinet, the DOJ, that didn't have a high level of confidence when he walked in the door. And since he's been there, it's only gotten worse. Uh, no one trusts the DOJ. Uh, their credibility is at an all-time low and going lower every day. Uh, this special counsel, the raid on Mar Largo, I mean, you know, but nothing with Hunter Biden. I mean, CBS hopefully will uh, will not stop there with the uh, with the authenticity of the laptop. Hopefully, they can start talking about some of the things uh, in the laptop because you know it, Hunter Biden's crimes, as I outlined in the press conference, uh, go beyond influence peddling. And right. the fact that he's walking the streets now and flying on Air Force One and having you know a wedding at the White House—I mean, this is this is not good. This is not a good look for the DOJ because anybody else's son would have already been in prison uh, for a third of what Hunter Biden's done. So I, I think that uh, this will be a top priority for Jordan. You know, I'm getting calls from FBI agents all the time, and we're referring them back to to that committee. So what we're trying to do. As I said earlier, there was no oversight of this administration in the first two years of the of Biden in office. The Democrats just turned a blind eye. We're trying to delegate. Uh, the crypto will be in financial services. The DOJ, FBI stuff will be in judiciary. Then oversight will have, you know, 95% of everything else. But, you know, the reason we're doing that, we want swift action because it's out of control at the FBI and DOJ, and something has to be done. And I think uh, I think Jim Jordan's the the right guy to lead that part of the investigation. And he, you know, a lot of the guys on that committee come on your show all the time, and they're they're they want to get to the bottom of this, uh, shine the light on the wrongdoing there, and make reforms there at the DOJ. And as you say, Lord, do they do they need to be reformed? It's just it's. The size, the scale, the scope, uh, the toxicity of this corruption is unimaginable to most Americans, mm -hmm. I, I have no doubt. Uh, the, the money laundering back to the Dems uh, with FTX, the, the money that's sloshing around, as you pointed out, at, at various bills, uh, acts uh, by the Congress uh, that have put trillions of dollars into our economy. Uh, by the way, it's no wonder we've got a <laughs> runaway inflation. We've got runaway legislation, uh, right? And and there it is. I I just like to get a sense of your personal view about the involvement of China. We talked. You, you mentioned uh, the president of the United States being compromised. Uh, China, for example, received millions of barrels of oil from the United States as a result of Joe Biden releasing oil from the strategic uh, reserves. How in the world does that oil end up in the hands of a Chinese company? It just happened to at one time being doing business with Hunter Biden. Uh, are you going to be looking into that as well? Absolutely. We've been looking into that, and it's uh, it's very concerning. I mean, one of the things that we outlined in the press conference was I showed the map of the United States in Chinese that highlighted all the major natural gas distributors in the United States. What Hunter and Joe's business, Hudson West, was trying to do was make a pitch to the Chinese Communist Party-owned energy company, CEFC, to be able to not only purchase 
liquefied natural gas, but also to start taking ownership in the drillers. Now, you talk about a national security concern. What if those drillers owned by China decided in February during a blizzard in New York and New England area, oh, you know what, we're, we're just going to cut back a little bit here. I mean, the fact that the president of the United States was part of a company that was trying to help China get their foot in the door on our American energy industry at a time when people are outraged over China buying some farmland in the Dakotas, which I'm against too. I don't want them buying farmland in the Dakotas. But my God, we're talking about the American energy industry here. And then we wonder, is he compromised? Well, why did he sell the strategic oil reserves to China? Why did he cancel the Keystone Pipeline? Why is he going to Saudi Arabia on his hands and knees begging them for more production when he's telling our energy producers to cut production? I mean, it doesn't make sense, Lou, and it would lead one to believe that this administration has been compromised. Maybe they have something on him. I mean, goodness gracious, if you could see the the hard drive and the really bad stuff on there that Hunter Biden did that he taped and videoed himself, you would see a guy that is a, a prime suspect to be compromised. That's what China looks for in their spies. They look for people like Eric Swalwell and Hunter Biden to prey on to get information from. And, you know, there's, I don't, I apologize to nobody for investigating this Biden family because the, the evidence that would suggest this administration's compromise is overwhelming. You have got so many areas to investigate. Uh, and do you have the capacity you talked about increasing it automatically by 50% and uh, having 70 staff? Uh, do you have the capacity to double that again? And I'm I'm asking a serious question because this is for people who have never investigated. uh, They don't realize the work it takes. This is going to be huge. Well, we're excited about doubling the staff. Uh, we've got resumes from the best and the brightest. I mean, these people, they don't want to become career, career bureaucrats. They want to get one or two good years in and move on. You know, that's what you want. That's like you don't want some person that wants to get, you know, uh, burrowed into the federal civil service system and and make a career out of it sitting you know not being very productive these people are ambitious they want to prove themselves and they want to move on uh, we also have some we're going to have some of the brightest law clerks uh the interning for us right. that are going to be doing a lot of research and digging and and i mean i'm excited about what we've got then then these new members i mean the most requested committee to be on among the freshman class and the sophomore class in this Congress is the Oversight Committee by far. That's never happened. When I got on the Oversight Committee six years ago, Jason Chaffetz was the chairman. There were 27 in my class, Lou. I was the only one that requested to be on Oversight Committee because I was passionate about wasteful spending. That's how I ended up on the – it just drove me crazy about all the money we were wasting. I was the only one. Now the last two classes of freshmen, Oversight, is the most requested committee to be on. And I I think that shows we've got some people who want to be on this committee, who want to try to uh, root out waste, fraud, abuse, and mismanagement, and try to hold this administration accountable. Well, the next time I see Daryl Issa, I'm going to have to kid him uh, about uh, Comer's uh, oversight. Apparently, they found found a leader that they really like. (laughs) 
No, Daryl Issa did a terrific job when he was. He, he, and Issa was chair before I was in Congress, so I, 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 I served under under Chaffetz and Gowdy. So that's the two Republican chairs I served under. Yeah, well, they were Republican slash uh, Rhino, I believe is the expression. <laughs> but, uh, I, I won't get into that. Uh, the, uh, it's great talking with you. I'm going to, as we wrap up here, I'm just going to ask you, uh, we've, for one thing, coming out of Germany, uh, and this is a little from left field, and I apologize for that, but it's, I think it's important. Germany is now having their corporations start analyzing their dependency on China, the, the government, the the government uh, of Germany is taking a look at corporate dependence on China, and looking to ch- straighten that out, and to make certain that there is full disclosure of any economic, financial, or political dependency on China. Uh, Canada is taking a hard step forward uh, on semiconductors. I mean, I think most Americans didn't realize that we were shipping our advanced semiconductors from this country to China and now right. we're bringing the wall down. And, and there are so many areas where we are so vulnerable uh, to not, th- these are our enemies. We're in a cold war with China, whether people want to acknowledge it or not. And as you have pointed out, you know, they're walking right over the top of us because too many people are making too much money uh, by selling out to the Chinese one way or the other, uh, whatever the, uh, interpretation of that word is one wants to attach to it. It's a sellout by corporate America. We got to stop it. You're, and with that, I'd just like to get your reaction to those developments. No, I agree, and I think that's something that was said on the Tuesday press conference last week, the first press conference that uh, the Republicans had after we became the majority party was that uh, you know we're going to put a priority on trying to stand up to China. We've got to. Uh, change the way we do business with China. Now, they've taken over our technology. Uh, they've taken over uh, a big part of our advanced manufacturing. Uh, they are beating us every day with their cyber security, with their cyber hacks. Uh, they are infiltrating our universities with spies, stealing our research and development. We have a big problem with China, and we've got to get serious about it. And I think that's uh, something you're going to see uh, be a priority for this House Republican majority in January when we start. Well, Congressman, I thank you for your time. Thank you for for sharing uh, so much with us here today. Uh, it is so refreshing. Uh, it's uh, downright inspiring to hear uh, a, a U.S. congressman who is taking on these tremendous challenges, and we thank you for doing so. Congressman James Comer, uh, soon to be the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, Uh, We thank you very much for your time, and uh, God bless you, and Godspeed. Thanks for having me on, Lou. Thanks, everybody. And tomorrow, our guest will be Jeff Clark of the Center for Renewing America. And yet more outrage as Attorney General Merrick Garland appoints a left-wing apparatchik as special counsel to, what else? Attack, once again, President Trump. That's tomorrow here on The Great America Show. Please be with us for that. Till then, God bless you. And may God bless America.